There is no better way to start off Nerd Radio but with some French Hard Rock. That's right, everybody. What is up? It's your boy, Nick. Here with me today is... We can't hear it. Oh, damn it. He's purring super loud right now. It's Nate. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, everybody. How you doing? Welcome back to Nerd Radio, your national Nerd Nap Radio Direct. It's on like the Donkey Kong or the King Kong. Haven't seen it yet, but we're watching it tonight, so. Oh, so wait, hold on a second. Are you watching Kong versus Godzilla tonight? No, I'm watching Godzilla versus Kong. Godzilla versus Kong. You fucking asshole. <laughs> I was talking about Godzilla, like the, the 2014 movie. Yes, like, that one finally right did get on. Uh, yeah, I'm watching King yeah. Kong versus, or Kong, ver- wait, Godzilla, Godzilla versus-, versus Kong. <gasps> I yeah. mean, it's well, alphabetical, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it's it's one of those that I had actually watched Kong for the very first time a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't get to see King of Monsters yet. Um, that's just one of those that I wanted to see in theaters, never got around to it. Same old, same old. Um, but after watching Kong, I was like, now I kind of want to go back and watch the first Godzilla. And I yeah. couldn't cause I had to rent it. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to watch, uh, King of Monsters and then hopefully go see Godzilla versus Kong in theaters. Oh, well, you want to see in theaters? That. Yes. You want to yes. brave the COVID? Yeah. I mean, you I technically mean, have the antibodies. I will admit as, as, as. As much as like we can shit on you know anti-masker anti-vaxxers, I will admit that one of the most confusing things is can you or can you not still contract it? And then we have like different strains and all this other stuff. So it's like I don't know. It does get confusing. Like, but the thing is, is that I don't take my confusion out on other fucking people, or I don't take my confusion and go, well, that means I don't have to wear mask anymore. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, still wear a fucking mask. Be a decent person. Right, I mean, like, do you wear a mask, that hard. sir? Yes, I do, I do. Well, now, why I do will... you? You have the antibodies. What's wrong with you? It's theater, obviously. I wear I wear a mask because I had COVID, and I don't exactly. want to spread COVID. Exactly. exactly. I mean, that's... Exactly. It's simple as that. We have yeah. no idea. We literally have no idea. For all we know, you could still, like, infect some people. You don't know that. I mean... I'm sure there's a study. Hey, oh, I'm sure there's a study out there that says, you know, so many hours after or so many days after, you know, no more symptoms, you, you can't you can't spread it or whatever. But maybe maybe there's a percentage that you still can. You know what I mean? Which, you know, I applaud you for still wearing your mask because you're still mm-hmm. a decent person, regardless of whether or not you had it. Fucking. Yep. Senator Rand Paul is is arguing with Anthony Fauci. This was a couple weeks ago or whatever. So let's get all political. Um, but uh, Rand Paul is arguing with Anthony Fauci. Okay. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. It really fucking pisses me off when people argue with Anthony Fauci. Because it's like, bitch, have you even been to like a biology class in the last who God knows how long? And here's the thing. Here's the thing. I pay taxes. I don't know if I've had this rant before. Have I had this rant before? I don't know, but you're okay. going on it anyway. All right, all right, all right. So I pay taxes, okay? 
I go and I buy something for a dollar. Here in Idaho, I buy something for a dollar and six cents is tax. So where's that six cents go? You know, logically that six cents is tax that goes towards whatever. Some of it's state, some of it's federal. Okay. And so through a chain of logic, we're just chaining them together. Okay. Through a chain of logic, my money that I pay on a candy bar, a soda, um, when I buy, you know, when I do rent, I, mean, I guess I don't do taxes on rent. I don't know. I don't but the point yeah, being is that everything that I'm paying for, I'm paying a tax. That tax goes to the state and the federal uh, government. Now, the federal government uses that, and it spreads it out between all its departments. What's one of the departments that it spreads it out to? The CDC. Now, the CDC obviously has a very heavy vetting system where they go through and they hire the best people for the job. They hire people who are infection um, perfectionists. <laughs> they, they hire somebody who, who went to college for this. Uh -huh. who's been doing it their whole life. <clears throat> Anthony Fauci's one of them. He's been doing this since, like, the Clinton administration or whatever. Now, all of a sudden, he's bipartisan. Now, all of a sudden, he's just a liberal or whatever. When he's been here through countless, well, not countless, several, <laughs> several presidents, and his job, his fucking job is infection. And half of the political people are just like well pff, pff, science pff, science like fuck this we believe the word we believe the word of god we, right. we don't believe in jesus science jesus christ i mean no pun intended there <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> but seriously it's just like so my my whole my whole thought process there is that i pay taxes to hire people who are more smarter than me because I just used that in a phrase. Yes, but who did. are more I, yes. more smarter. The most smartest, as some would say. The smartest is. Right? The smartest errorist. Anyways. And I expect them to do their job, and I expect them to tell me, you know, especially if they're from the center of disease control. Control, yeah. I expect that person to tell me, like what I should do about an infection or whatever. And it's just like to see like a senator, you know, talking about quote unquote theater when it's like, no, it's you who's putting the theater. It's mm. Like this, this guy is a fucking professional. Why are you questioning him? It's like, oh, but no. I want to see, I want to see, you know, the studies that say that people who have the infection or vaccine and, and I'm like, it's like to a certain extent, maybe. Yeah. But, we still have other strands like it, there's still there's a brazilian strand there's a european strand there's a there's one more i think but there's these different strands you know and why are they around because we let it we let it fester too long <laughs> we as a society let it fester for way too long yeah. and it evolved because that's what fucking sicknesses do that's why the flu is still around because the flu uh evolves that's why when you take a vaccine for the flu it's only like what like 40 50 percent effective mm -hmm. because it With evolves all the fucking time yeah. yeah anyways the political slash totally not political because it's just fucking science and facts 
rant is over, <laughs> and we can move on with our life. Superheroes. Super. Speaking. Heroes. Speaking of. Yeah. Who said that? Down with the sick. I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> I don't know where um, you're going. I'm just long for the ride. Long, long for the ride. Um. So there's a lot of superhero shit going on. Mm-hmm. So. There's a chance, just depending on where conversation goes, that this might just be all superhero today. But mm-hmm. both of us have now finished the Snyder Cut. Yep. And both I of have... us have caught up to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yep. Yep. And so there is a shit ton of stuff to talk about in both respects. Yeah. yeah. So. Let's so let me ask right you this. Yeah, let's just jump right into it. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. I uh-huh. keep wanting to say Cap and Winter Soldier. Uh, me too, me time. too. Well, I mean, technically, we might get to that point. Uh, um, the, we're at the mid-season. <laughs> this true. was the mid-season for Falcon Winter Soldier, which let's talk about the fact that they, they're going up in the count. Like, as far as, I think the first two were 49 minutes. This one was 53. Oh, yeah. And okay. it's like, okay, we're showing the extension. The biggest thing that I want to point out is how Marvel has changed face with what they're showing in this and i'm talking about the violence yeah mm -hmm. that's more violence than i think we've seen in most marvel movies because you're actually seeing like there's sharon straight up shot a dude in the head like Mm -hmm. that there's no arguing that she had a knife stabbing people you could see the blood marks and i'm like oh because because i mean used to it was like are they actually killing people in marvel it's like well more than likely you're having a like a very, very strong shield being thrown at you, you're probably dead. Yeah, right. So, like, the fact that they're basically showing that at this point is like, okay, okay. I, uh, I, it, it's almost like a soft retcon. <laughs> yeah, right. In a way. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I guess what were your thoughts on the episode? I mean, overall, uh, I feel like the quality is staying consistent. Um, you know, I, I feel like episode one being very kind of like story heavy mm-hmm. and like emotionally heavy was really good because like it really just got us grounded in this new world because we got some of that new world with Wanda and Vision, but we were really focused on Wanda. When, when I said that weird, Wanda, but when Wanda. we're Wanda, we were very focused on Wanda. Um, and her world, and we got a little glimpse of it when, um, you know, Rambo came back, but not really. So now we got kind of introduced to this brand new world, so to speak, because mm-hmm. now here's half of the population, which is 100% of the main characters, got snapped away. And now they came back, and how they're dealing with the world, how they're dealing with everything. You know, and not only that, but then the flag smashers themselves are obviously people who are more interested in the world that that was than the world that is, because mm-hmm. they believe that people who came back are getting more attention than the people who are or who displaced. Got, yeah, the, the people who were here the whole time, basically. Yeah, and so there's little animosity there or whatever. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I can I can definitely dig this because it's just like it's an interesting premise so then two came along we're get we're getting way more into the nitty-gritty of okay you gave the shield away and the main kind of villains that we're dealing with 
Um, and then now three, it's like even more into it. We go to Tortuga, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> which i modern I thought, day tortuga right i thought it was actually kind of cool because it's like especially when they're going down that bridge it's like there's no cars on that bridge meaning yeah. like they 100 percent um dictate who gets to come and go and i'm like that's yeah. interesting especially in a post snap world or whatever which i guess in general they're just calling it the blip whether they're yeah. talking about when they left or when they came back they still refer to it as the blip um but yeah, anyways, so like in a post blip world, like it makes sense. And now that everybody's trying to get back to normal, this one little island, you know, in in Shanghai, they call it something else. But it's like, no, that's that's Shanghai, obviously. Like, I think there's even that little like tower with the needle or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah, that's Shanghai. Um, but they call it like Mangalore or Mangadu or I don't know what the fuck it's called. So, um, Magapore so yeah. or something like that. Magapore, yeah. See, oh, so I was thinking Singapore. Like they were, it's a, it's a replacement for Singapore. That's what I was thinking, because it's close enough to the name. You know what I mean? Mm. Anyway, so we get into we get into that world, and I I love it. I absolutely kind of love that um, and everything. So yeah. <laughs> I what I really enjoyed about this one. Well, first off, because I have I just saw episode two the other day. Man, that was a great fucking episode. Like, as far as everything with Bucky and Sam. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing with Isaiah Bradley, like, that whole introduction of... Like, I... I and, and honestly, the co- the social commentary, I don't feel like is ham-fisted in the absolute slightest, and I feel like it's welcome. The whole interaction when they were on the street and the cops pulled up is like... Yeah. It's like, I appreciate what they're doing. I appreciate yeah. what they're doing in this sense. Not everybody does, which was super fucking annoying because it's just It like, really is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if, did but, you see my tweet about it? Not your tweet. I didn't see your tweet. No, okay. Yeah, my tweet was pretty much um, people getting mad about um, supposedly pushing a social agenda. It's like, bitch, have you ever even read a comic book? Where the fuck yeah. have you been? Yeah. X-Men is an allegory for racism. Yeah. Um, the Punisher wasn't pro-gun. He was anti-government. <laughs> yeah. Like... There are so many examples, and yet you have all these like conservative nerds who are trying to be like, mm, not my Marvel, and it's like, no, this is the way Marvel's been forever. Like, this yeah. is not something new. But they're trying to act like this is Hollywood. This is the the radical liberal Randy Mardock. <laughs> this is this is. This is like radical ideas being put into it just for the sake of being woke. It's like, no, the, it's been this way forever. So anyways, go on. I'm sorry. But building more into the world and really seeing how, how much of a dick John Walker is, I was like, okay, okay, that's where we're going. And then you see that even more in three. Mm-hmm. But um, I have I have a theory. Mm. I think that Sharon Carter is the power broker. Interesting. Okay. Because she's being you real know, shady. You know, I did hear from a reliable source that girls do get it done. Cool. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she's in a weird spot because she, they, I don't know if they've confirmed it, but I feel like she was, she did not get blipped. 
You yeah, think, right? I don't. I don't think she did because she basically has been. I mean, the way she made it sound like that she's been living here for years now because of of her helping them out, essentially. Yeah. So five years is enough time to establish power, mm-hmm. and we see that she has her hands in the cookie jar. Oh yeah. It has some kind of power over there. And then, you know, the whole thing with taking her to the, like that could have very easily been a pawn in her game. As far as it's okay. I'll introduce you when Zemo kills the lab. There's like, you know, what are you doing? There's like the freak out, which would generally make sense, but also not as much if it's just some random person, like, like she doesn't really care about logistical boundaries going through the government, going through the law. So like, why was she like, what are you doing? You know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't, I don't know. I don't want that to be the case. Cause I feel like that is kind of obvious. Um, yeah. But man, I, how much Zemo was in this episode was really impressive. And I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely didn't make him a side character or anything like that. I, I feel like it's still ambiguous as far as like, is he, is he bad, bad or is he bad? Yeah. I do like, it makes sense because especially if we go off of what we know of him from civil war, like it makes sense that he's working with them. He's obviously very reluctant or whatever, but it does make sense because the whole point of civil war, which at first we thought he wanted the silver, the silver, (laughs) the super soldiers, but it turns out, no, he wanted to destroy them. So now having him on the team and he actually is somewhat of a good guy, but he's like the anti-hero of, of this. He's clearly going to double cross them. He's clearly gonna, whatever, which going back to him, killing the one guy who does the serum makes perfect sense. He's not doing it for his self. And well, he is doing it for his self interest. He's not doing it to, I guess, fuck with Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. He's doing it because that's why he agreed to help him is because he wants to get rid of yeah. the super serum. So it's like, okay, that makes perfect sense. It's not out of character, but then he still helps them because he knows there's still serum out there. So instead yeah. of him killing him and then just running, which is definitely what I would have thought at first, it makes sense. I thought that, that's what I thought he was doing. Right. Um, I also like how they handled the whole thing with the serum. Um, and how with Captain America with the first one, obviously it's a different kind of tone. We get that. Like Marvel has changed. It wasn't like, like that, but I mean, they make this big deal about, Oh, it's the super soldier serum, this, Oh, this thing. And what they have managed to do. And he even says that he's like, I wanted to take that, but make it more compact and simple. Like, it's not going to be like a dramatic increase as far as like, you're not going to get huge. You're not going to get, um, you know, it's not going to be abnormal. Like you're a normal ass person, but you just have super strength. So it's almost a good and a bad thing in a way, as far as what they, what they're doing with kind of more normalizing what would be the super soldier serum. But I was expecting more of a specific answer as far as why the super soldier, like a more kind of typical Marvel lead up, like, Ooh, what is the, who is this person? You know, Mm -hmm. I was saying while you were gone in, you know, the first captain America, they make a big deal about the super soldier serum. Like it's this thing. And I like how, what they're doing here is basically normalizing it. And even the guy was like, I'm going to synthesize it and make it is not noticeable. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. it's a much larger threat. Like it, it's kind of similar to the Vought thing. Yes. With the, uh, so 
that's one thing I, I am really enjoying is them continuing to, to basically build out this other world. Yeah. Um, in our own. Yeah. Like also, it's a great mirror. I also do like how we've, we've never liked Walker. I mean, from the very <laughs> moment that we saw him and he looked, he looks so weird. Like they per they picked the perfect angle to shoot him at where his face just looked almost like scrunched. It looks so yeah. weird in the mask or whatever. Um, and this whole time it's like, yeah, we don't really like him or whatever. I mean, even from the very beginning, it's like, this seems like a guy, this seems like a guy. And if the comics have anything to do with it, this seems like a guy who has every potential to just snap. And so yeah. now we have in this episode where he literally says, um, you know, if we get the job done, they're not going to worry about how. And I'm like, wow, that took fucking long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or that didn't. Yeah. That didn't take long for him to just be like, yeah, fuck the government. I am the government. I mean, even in episode two, he's like, yeah, he's fully pardoned. Doesn't have to go to therapy anymore. Under whose authority? He's like, mine. And it's just like he with yeah. with with, with uh, what, what, what's the saying? What's the saying? Um, Please don't absolute, tell me you're forgetting the spider. Absolute, with great power. No, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Oh, oh, okay. I was going to get on to you for that. So um, he is this top, top tier guy, and everybody well, will that, essentially do what he wants. That part at the beginning irked me whenever he was like, do you know who I am? And it's like, that's not who Captain America is. Right? Exactly. He doesn't, like, oh, do you know my name? Like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. And so, yeah, he, he's he's going to snap. Um, there are some theories saying that, like, he's the power broker. And I don't think I don't think that. I don't know. I mean, I could see it. But because, I mean, he did show up during the whole, like, uh, highway chase. And then at the very end of that episode, that was the power broker texting her, hey, you have something I need. I'm, you know, I'm going to find you and kill you or whatever. So it's like, okay. I can see the threads or whatever, but it's like, like I don't know. I I could see more the power broker like recruiting him rather mm -hmm. than him being the 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 main villain or whatever. Here's a random Easter egg question. Okay, did, you, did they get <laughs> did they give uh, the location for where Ronan was in Endgame, or could that have been um Mids Pooper? <laughs> <laughs> whatever the place was called Mingapore, mm. whatever the <laughs> right whatever it's called in the thing i think i feel like they did give a location in the movie like this is where he's at but th the locale looked very similar so who again i'm sorry Ro hawkeye oh Ronan. that's right Duh. yeah hmm so you you're talking about the one scene where he's like cutting down that one guy and then right. scarlett johansson shows up yeah hmm. i don't know I don't know. Maybe that. maybe that is it. You know what I mean? Manga, manga, rang, bang, rang, bang, 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 bang. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that we're continuing. Oh, it shows he was in Japan. I, I, I like that we're continuing an upward trajectory. This definitely, like, even though one might have been somewhat of a slow burn or whatever, I do like how it's pretty much. It's staying consistent and it's staying 
like high quality so it's like it just makes me want to keep going on and watching more so yeah not a bad thing um speaking of bad things we're gonna take a break (laughs) sure (laughs) we'll take a quick break here and we'll be right back in just a little bit Stages, ducking minimum wages to the newest crazes. Me, all wide and E. I used to be Peter Parker, then I turned into Venom. Kaka! We just talked about the Falcon. Kaka! Toki Toki! Ha, ee, ee, Toki Toki. Alrighty. Alright, so that's one nerdy thing out of the way. What are we gonna get into next? Nothing of significance has happened in the last, you know, couple weeks or whatever. So there couldn't possibly be something else comic book related to talk about. Shut up! <laughs> you know, yeah, nothing that lasts, you know, a good solid four hours. I really can't think of anything yeah. that, that could even come close to any kind of that, you know. Um, some weird dude named Zach. He just fucking wants to put everything in slow motion. Like, you know. <laughs> 10% my ass. There's a report that says there's 10%. So much, there's so much more 10% than 10%. 10% of that, of that movie, movie is in is in slow motion. Yeah, right. Okay. I did the math. That means 24 minutes is in slow-mo. And all I have to say to that is only? <laughs> only, yeah. Only? Yeah. Here's, a, here's a conversation I had with my wife. I genuinely want to have it with you, okay? And you, the audience, as well. Everybody weigh in on this. Does it count as slow motion when it's showing Flash going so fast that everything's slow? Yes. Does it, though? Really think about it. I feel like it would. I feel like it would. I don't know. Because he's not going slow. He's going fast. (laughs) <laughs> oh shit! Ah. Get, get out of here with that! Get out of here! With that. To, to the human eye, it's in slow mo. Right. Slow mo cinematography. <laughs> Jerk! I was, I was like, it's like no, it obviously is. That is the most pinnacle point of slow mo. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we have both finished it finally now. Yeah. The um, cut. And we are coming at this with two different viewpoints, completely Way. different. Way, 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 way different. Nick um, has Nick has like most everyone seen the original yes this is my first ever viewing of anything justice league yeah so normally in a normal circumstance we want to maybe end on a positive note so that means i get to go first (laughs) (laughs) um now honestly i do think something we discussed off camera but i do think like i wonder in an alternate universe um oh, spoilers <laughs> in an alternate universe if i hadn't seen the original justice league would i have enjoyed the current the Zack snyder cut i genuinely don't know because either way you put it it's still a bad movie with some really good parts to it you know what i mean there's still a lot of good there, but it it's overall just crap. The p- most perfect analogy is, you know, you have this little 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 itty bitty just itty bitty piece of crap on the piece of on the floor, and instead of having that piece of crap being as small as it is, you instead smear it over the entirety of your apartment and 
suddenly that's supposed to be better than having a small piece of poop? I, you know, no, I don't agree. <laughs> I don't agree with that. Um, overall, being able to compare the two, which is something you're not able to do because you're a fucking tool. Um, but being able to compare the two objectively, it is better. Mm-hmm. It is better. But it's still plagued with convoluted, just over. Like, uh, in, in the Snyder Cut, everything's almost over explained rather than being under explained. Because that was the problem with the original, is that there were plenty of things that were under under explained or underdeveloped. Now they're over explained and overly developed. Um, the CG is freaking atrocious. I mean, and and I'm sorry, I am going to compare this to Marvel because when you look at a character like Thanos who is a 100% CG villain and then you look at Steppenwolf with all his little spiky thingies and his face, his his face is so freaking dumb. I hate his stupid face. I wish I could be the one punching it because it looks so freaking dumb, especially when he gets all sad. He's like <gasps> Like, it looks so dumb. It didn't look awesome in the Justice League, but it it didn't look this bad. It's like, I hate it. I hate how stupid his face looked and how his emotions work and everything. It just looks so stupid. So, once again, comparing Thanos to him, there is no comparison. Thanos... Like, you can see the pores, and the pores, they stretch properly, and, and mm-hmm. it looks so goddamn good in the way the lighting works and everything working together. Thanos looks like he could be a real person. At no point during the entire four hours did I think to myself, oh, my God, that's a real person with a prosthetic. Another really good example, I'll go to the Disneyverse, um, Davy Jones. You know, back when I was younger, you could have – I had no idea that it was 100% CG. Davy mm-hmm. Jones and all the tentacles and everything, genuinely such such good um, CG effects. And they even had, like, makeup around Bill Nye's um, eyes just in case they couldn't quite get the eyes right. So they had to just CG the rest of them. But they got it so right that they didn't need it. And that is another character years before this movie that looks so much better than Steppenwolf. And then you have the parademons. And then you have the ungodly amount of either slow-mo or speed up. Like when Wonder Woman does her thing and she's like deflecting all the bullets, it looks so awesome. But it is ruined by the fact that it's such an obvious CG double. It is so obvious that it's not her. It's this weird CG thing that's just sped up to times two. It looks horrible. Absolutely horrible. And things like that do kind of take me out of the experience. And, like, should I expect it to be as much of a blockbuster? I mean, yeah, this was a blockbuster. It did come out in theaters. Granted, a lot of it got chopped, obviously. (laughs) But obviously now they they almost have less of an excuse 
because when they were trying to rush this out the door, they had months, literal months to just get this out the door and just kick it. Just hurry. hurry. Oh, no, our director's off doing something else. Hurry, get another director in here. Hurry, 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 hurry. Whereas now they have no goddamn excuse because it's been five years, right? It's been a snap, Nate. It's been a snap. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Almost. Point, it's point, been being, a snap. point being is that it's been a while. So yeah. if they did the same thing and they literally just kicked it out the door, it's their own damn fault. They could have made this CG look so realistic and so, because they had the time, they had the time for all the processing, but they just didn't take the time to look, make any of the CG look convincing. Any of it. Not even... The thing is that so many movies have bad CG, but every once in a while, there'll be this like little glimpse of, oh, wow, that's actually really good. No, none of it. None of it is good CG. None of it. Anyways. Um... Hold on, I'm not done with my negative yet. I think... Uh, I think Batman was really worse in the Zack Snyder cut than he was in the Justice League. I feel like Batman had less to do. Yes, he got the team together. Yes, he was the benefactor. But I really feel like that's all he was. You know, at the end, he had his moment. He is able to go pew pew at the aliens. But I really feel like, I really feel like there's so many shots of him just like standing and looking at everybody else doing shit. And it's just like, go team, <laughs> save <Yeah>. money. <laughs> so um, that's another thing I, I just absolutely hate. I, I don't think they did him justice. And there's so many things. Let's get into some super spoilers right now. Why the fuck did we need Jared Leto's Joker? We got this alternate timeline, yeah. this alternate universe where we got to see that um, Aquaman's dead, um, Lois Lane is dead, which turns Superman bad, Deathstroke, which we literally in the previous scene just saw him wanting to go kill Batman, is now suddenly working with Batman. In concept, yeah. that's super awesome. It's like, ooh, a world where they have to work together instead of... That's really cool. I, I can, I, but the fact that it was literally just like one or two scenes right before that one, and there's no reason for it. In Batman yeah. vs. Superman, love it or hate it, there is a reason for that dream. That dream was like convincing him that, yes, I'm doing the right thing by trying to take Superman down. That was, mm. that was his confirmation bias. It was, yes, okay, somebody went from a different dimension to tell me that Superman is the key. So that means I'm doing the right thing. I should go kill him. And even in this one, um, Cyborg touches the cube, and he gets this really cool flash, this really cool look at the alternate universe. The alternate universe that we got at the end, which ended up being a fucking dream, but the alternate universe that we got at the end made no sense other than to set up a movie that we might not even fucking get. So it's just, ah. Yeah. Uh. Now, obviously, he wanted to make his vision the way he wanted to make it. So even leaving in the parts that were to build up to a movie that he may or may not be able to make, it was in the original cut, so that's why he has it there. But that last one just, it didn't need, we didn't need that. 
it could have been an after credits thing. We didn't need it now. Yeah. It's the epilogue. Okay, whatever. But still, like it was, it was a better so unnecessary, so unnecessary. A better and and I'll kind of piggyback because because that was one of the ones. So like I we had seen, you know, we live in a society. The, that whole thing. We had uh, we had seen that that was basically going to show like the nightmare sequence from Batman versus Superman. So the entire time I'm sitting here thinking, how is this going to go? And I'm I'm watching the movie. And mind you, I watched it in two sittings, basically. Um, not on I purpose, think it took but... me. I think it took me like four sittings. No joke. That's how. Bored, um, that's how bored I was. I was bored so, to fucking tears. Anyways, go on. <laughs> so, um, while I'm watching it, it's at the it's at the end. Whenever Barry has to use his powers, to basically go back in time, Barry, <laughs> to stop the mother box from you know from the unity from going through. Right. And when he was like, "Okay, I got to do it. I got to do it." I thought that's when the nightmare sequence was happening, and then right. it didn't. And I was like. Okay, and then I was like, "It's still not happening." And then it just happens randomly. I'm like, "Yeah, okay." I and think now, I think it would have been just as jarring to have it there because it's right at the climax. It's him, you know, river. But I can see what you mean because even the part where Cyborg touches it and he sees the little nightmare universe or whatever, mm. I almost think that they should have just done it there because. Yeah. It's just yeah, definitely. It's so out of place, and once again, I do believe it's because it's setting up the next movie. But it's so long, and that could—that's what you could say about the whole fucking movie—is that it's just so long. Yeah, it's so long for no reason other than this is my vision, and uh, I don't know. Well, so so here's the thing with that. Mm. I. I have a lot of things to say on this. Um, let me start before I forget with the whole thing with the CGI. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to come down to an opinion 100% because mm-hmm. I'm going to say an argument that you're going to fucking hate. Mm-hmm. Probably. <laughs> um, I am comparing just in terms of visuals. This to me plays like a breath of the wild situation in terms of I think the whole thing with the CGI is a different art style. Like that's the way I see it because I, when it comes to what they've shown us in Batman versus Superman, they have visually shown that it's a different tone than Marvel. Marvel, even though it's fucking aliens and (laughs) the, the big three aliens, wizards and androids Mm -hmm. um, or whatever, or whatever he said. um, It's still grounded. Like that's reality. You know, that's that's New York. That's this. That's that. Like we 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 can have that attachment, and that's what's so special about the Marvel. It's it's like it could happen in our world, right? Totally. What they've shown with the DCEU just across the board has been a lot more fantastical, a lot more like okay, like and so the whole thing with Darkseid in particular, I could make that same thing as far as Darkseid. I think Darkseid looked fucking awesome first off, but he didn't look he didn't look real. I will admit yeah. that, but that I think is the stylistic choice that they went with is to make him look more comic accurate, which in my brain, I can go, okay, I can see, I see the, I see the Zack Snyder cut as a big ass graphic novel, like an True. isolated thing. And again, my perspective is different because this is the first time I've watched, watching it all together. Right. But one thing going to the pacing, Again, it might be different because you've seen two, two and a half hours of this already. And you saw an additional two and a half sprinkled throughout the entire right. thing. Um, 
I think this movie is objectively a better movie than Batman versus Superman. Mm-hmm. And I say that because the pacing, the pacing of Batman versus Superman doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. And when I watched the ultimate edition, I could go, yes, that is. A, and, and maybe that's where we're at. Cause I did see the theatrical Batman versus Superman. I saw the extended and said, this is an objectively better movie. I don't think it needs to be three hours though. Right. I remember making that statement. Mm-hmm. With this, and it could be just the expectation I knew it was four hours, mm-hmm. and I hadn't sat through it, but it was like, okay, I see this as an epic. Like, I, yeah, in my head, went to how when I used to watch the, the extended Lord of the Rings with my dad, where see, it's like, all right, buckle up, guys, we're going in. <laughs> right, and see, that's the thing, is that... The extended Lord of the Rings, the extended Watchmen, which was also Zack Snyder and also mm. DC, technically. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, anything extended, there's nothing wrong with more of a movie that's good. But yeah. putting more of a movie that's bad is just more bad. And that's kind of my problem with the whole thing. I can remember almost every single scene which also means that I can see that, okay, this I don't remember, so this must be extra. And there's mm. so many things. Like a really good example is the whole scene with um, the Amazons. And he comes in, he attacks them, and then he gets the hell out of there, right? I love that, that scene. That whole scene was just an extended version of what we already saw. Mm-hmm. So a really good example would be when they're – uh, hitting the pillars to seal seal up the uh, pyramid or whatever. There's a part where the the lady, the mom, the the main Amazon lady, whatever, gets caught up by one of the aliens and she can't escape. I'm pretty sure that's extra because I think she goes to running and then they destroy the pillars and then she just slides under. I don't think the whole part with him, with her getting grabbed and stopped or whatever, I don't even think that was in the original cut. So there's that. And then the whole thing right after that, where they're on horseback, I recognize almost all of it, but I can definitely tell that there was just extra, you know, swipes here and extra punches Mm. here. And then the one in the main, like main room that the mother box is in, like that one was, there. There was just more. There was just a lot more to that. There was a lot more gore, which is a lot more cyborg, s- from my understanding. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just talking about one scene in particular. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh yeah, we'll, gore. We'll get to, that's, we'll that's get to me. We'll get to cyborg when we're talking about positive things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which we'll have to take a break and then we'll do positives. But um, but yeah, and then there there was more gore or whatever. Uh, yeah. Which I guess we'll talk more about the gore and the positives as well because I I do count that as a positive. To, yeah. Um, but yeah, to there's just more. There's just yeah more, and I it took me so long. And maybe once again, I am willing to admit that maybe if I never seen it like you did, I'd be okay with this. But since it's like I can remember everything, but it's really just more. <laughs> Was the Martian Manhunter stuff in the Justice League? Twelve None whatsoever. Not. Okay, so I I do agree. Like to finish off with the negatives, I do agree with you. The whole in a society scene would have been better as a post credit. I think it would have been awesome because that's a really cool teaser. Because mm-hmm. you're especially seeing that flash in that suit, like that's connecting what happened. Like they're telling the story that is going to happen. Right. But 
at the same time, mm-hmm. I was wow. not wrapped up in the Joker's monologue until the back and forth with him and Batman started. Mm-hmm. Like the only part of that conversation I really enjoyed was whenever Batman hit back and was talking about Harley Quinn. And it's like, it's like that part where he was like, Oh, "Oh, trust me, I will fucking kill you. Like, I was like, okay. Like I'm like enraptured. I'm like, yeah, this is getting good. Um, But that's, but that's about it. Like that's, I didn't, uh, it's cool that he was in there, but what was the purpose of him being in there? Yeah, it was, it was just, fan service which is weird because i think the jared leto you a better yeah i I think the jared leto thing is one of the few reshoots that they did and it's like that that's yeah that's what you decided to go with like i don't know jared leto was never like anyone's favorite freaking well i'm sure there's one weird like air fanatic that just loves jared leto's joker whatever or even just jared leto like I like Jared Leto's Joker for what it is in a vacuum. <laughs> I would like to see if there, and I know we know there is are an you, air cut. Are you making a joke that it sucks? Vacuum. I cannot you confirm can that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely do have some positives though. There is some positives. We'll get into the positives after we get to another music break here. And there's definitely some good ones. I'm not going to completely shit on it. Now that I got it out of the way, I can get a little bit more positive and tell you what I actually enjoyed about it. So let's get into that next. Africa looking like it's the tropics. I'm out of my mind, always on time, out of Lebanese lines, like I'm riding on a Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nick and Nate show. We're going to talk a little positives. A little positives about the Snyder Cut. Are we ready for the positives? Little negative Nicky over here. Being a little too nick-picky. Maybe a little too cynical, if you will. Cynical. (laughs) Cynical. I felt like I was talking a lot. So why don't you start us off with the positives while I scarf down some panda? Panda, 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 panda. Um, so yeah, I'm going to come at this pretty positive in general, just based on the fact, again, like we've said before, this is my first viewing. Um, honestly, one of the th- biggest takeaways I have, I can agree with you on Batman. Thinking back on it now, it's like, Batman really didn't do a lot in this compared to Batman versus Superman. Yeah, um, but... I really, really enjoyed Ezra Miller's Flash. I really, really did. Like, I was looking forward to seeing his, because, I mean, we had been seeing Grant Gustin's for years at this point. Um, so I was excited to see a different one. But I just didn't want to see so the that, Justice that's the League. Series. That's the series, right? Yeah, Grant Gustin is the series Flash. Yeah, so you, you say you like this over him? I don't know. It's a different Flash. But I, am, I appreciate this interpretation of the Flash. Because for all intents and purposes, Grant Gustin has been my live action Flash, just because that's the one that I really saw for the first time, you know, not John Wesley Ships. So um, that's kind of like, oh, okay, that's my Barry Allen. That's my Flash. Like, that's what I understand. And so seeing this, it's like seeing him kind of be just a kid and really not have a life together, even more so than the one in the show, but also just Ezra Miller's 
just interpretation of Barry Allen and the flash. Like I really enjoyed the, the create, like, <sighs> I think the powers too are the biggest thing. I will say he does run really fucking funny. Like, I don't like this shit, you know, like that kind of, that kind of gets me. That kind of got me after a while, Yeah. but the whole thing of, it's not that he's fast. He can man, like manipulate this. Like that. he straight up says, I can manipulate the speed force to make it seem like it's like, okay, it's, it's a different interpretation. Right. Um, now if I can, sorry, I know we're supposed to be staying positive, but can I just mention one last negative thing? And this, this has to do with media in general, rather than just flash. But can we stop, putting creepy people on a pedestal <laughs> Barry Allen's a creeper <laughs> he's like staring at this girl and then he goes to save her and he doesn't just you know save her he has to like caress her fucking face and stuff it's creepy and yet we're we love him because he's the hero and he like you know oh he's just quirky you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure Epstein was pretty quirky. Her Weinstein was pretty quirky. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so all right, that's all. All right. All right. That's yeah, all. Can yeah, we just stop yeah. putting people on pedestals? You know, David Dobrik's probably a pretty quirky guy too, eh? Hey, oh. <laughs> anyway, go um, on. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think, like I said before, that this is an objectively better movie than Batman versus Superman because even though it's four hours long, it feels well paced to me at least. In terms of, I like how they have it set up where it's like part one, part two, part three. Like they are that that does help because it's like, all right, you know, we're watching this new segment. We know we're getting into this. Um, I here's a small kind of griper complaint that I have. I was really hoping that we would see the costume again. That we would see. Uh, Robin's costume, especially because he brought it up at the end. Like that would have been nice to see, to have that reminder, you know, because we know, we know what he's talking about. And that was a cool scene of that. That was a cool part of that scene. But whenever all of them were in the fucking Pat cave, why couldn't they just cut to that thing? Like cyborg looking at that or someone looking at that and kind of wondering what that is. Like that's, that's just a small nitpick um, or a Nick pick, I guess, you know, yeah, we'll, I was going to we'll say, go. Hey, <laughs> use that. Yeah. <pat>. Um, <laughs> Um, but to me, this is, like I said before, I see this as a graphic novel, like kind of an isolated thing. It feels like an epic, like it truly does. It, it, I, I see the scale of what they're doing here. Um, I think, I think justice league is what is the world that Batman, (laughs) the world that Zack Snyder wanted to, it's a continuation of the world he started to build at Batman versus Superman. Because Lex Luthor, for example, that fucking, that, and that might have been in the first one. I don't, this again, first time. That Lex Luthor is the one I want to see. I want to see Jesse Eisenberg play that Lex Luthor because that didn't seem like a quirky kid like it did in Batman versus Superman. That seemed like someone who, like, he, he just, this reverence, like, I could, I could feel it. Um, and then other characters, I guess that's the biggest takeaway from the Snyder cut is the characters and kind of leading into that is where I feel like cyborg. That's where he really got his best treatment as far as in the Snyder cut from what I've heard. I, I heard most of his shit got cut out in the justice league. Um, and that makes me sad because I really like the job that Ray Fisher did. I really 
enjoyed this version of cyborg and keep in mind one of my biggest character cyborgs i can relate to is the obviously the one from the teen titans cartoon booyah you know and so like seeing a more dark version of vic and actual true to character hey my mom died in a car accident i was body parts and you put an alien cube to make me access and can be as smart as anything in the universe Mm -hmm. real quick nitpick can he manipulate fucking matter what was that shit at the very end with the the tape recorder i think because it's electrical so therefore it's a computer or whatever i think that's i think that's maybe okay. their that one got me i was like did he get like mother box energy from the unity or i mean that could be it too because since he was made from the matter the mother box he can also manipulate matter but okay. i would imagine that it'd have to be like physical matter like he can't just like create fire create out of nothing. matter so i i think maybe that's a good explanation yeah but having seen Justice Justice League and this, Justice. like, go go more into about Cyborg because I I won't be able to really. I would have to if I had to guess. I would say anywhere from eighty to ninety percent of Cyborg stuff was cut because, like, before he actually kind of joins the team, really the only time you see him is the conversation with him and Wonder Woman. Um when they're on the street and he turns off all the lights and he flies in, which by the way, he does not fly in, <laughs> in the justice league. He like walks in. I think he has his hoodie on and everything. Whereas this one, he just turns off all the lights so nobody can see him or whatever. So, yeah. so yeah, objectively having more cyborg and getting into his character and what makes him good, bad and everything. That was a very good, um, pleasant surprise. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I have to agree with you as far as characters, other than the little, little bit of creeper creep that was Barry Allen. Um, other than that, like all the characters, um, I, I, I do feel like it's what pulled me through, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's what was interesting about it. And then as soon as anything with Steppenwolf started happening, total bore fest. see steppenwolf didn't bother me at all like yeah. he really didn't i i mean i could get the goofy look of him like especially when he ripped his fucking horn off which mm-hmm. that is a positive i i like how gory this was i like how mm-hmm. this was mm-hmm. r-rated you know there there are you know f-bombs in it which right. is it's just cool to see in a superhero especially when you see like when you see batman say i will fucking kill you to the joker that's cool right. i don't really care what you say that's cool to see that right um yeah. But also, like the, I'd heard people complaining about the the brutality that Steppenwolf had against the Amazons in that scene. Yeah, but holy shit, dude, that was an awesome fucking scene. Yeah, and, and not it has even nothing the part compared in the to. Sorry, go ahead. Not even in the pillar. Like my favorite part was whenever they were on the chase because that yeah. was like dramatic and that mm-hmm. felt badass. I think that was the moment where I was like, okay, like I'm I'm invested. I'm paying attention because the scene at the beginning was cool. Like with Wonder Woman seeing her. From the last movie, I saw uh, first one I didn't really care for, mm-hmm. um, but seeing that, I was like, "Oh shit, okay." <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, "This is fucking cool." Yeah, and I mean, when he uh, when he f- uh, fights the Atlanteans too, like he straight up cuts one guy in half or whatever, and I'm just yeah. like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like I'm like, "Damn, dude, look at that guy!" 
You just got cut in half. <laughs> Motherfucking William Defoe. You got split in twine. Um, yeah, William Defoe wasn't wasn't even in the original one, which I don't know if it because he wasn't technically cast at the time. <laughs> like That's a I, don't good I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know because Aquaman was obviously after Justice League. It's even set after Justice League, so yeah, I don't know. Um, but the characters, they're really good. I feel like for the most part, you know, they're very well. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're very well uh, developed. You know, they're very well developed. Like I said, the only only negative was Batman. You know, and I guess yeah, he really maybe, just fucking stood there. Yeah, and I guess maybe since we have a whole nother movie with him, it's slightly better because I do feel like Cyborg and and Barry Allen have a little bit more of a focus, at least on their like backstories, because we haven't seen them yet. And even yeah. maybe a little bit of Aquaman, but not as much. But still, those two people who we don't have solo movies to, we get a little bit more into their backstory because we don't have anything to pull from. And so I kind of really like that. Um, I love the brutality. Yeah, that's another positive for me as far as, like, I like it because it seems comic booky. You know, uh-huh. comic books, it doesn't matter... You know, it doesn't matter. They're kind of for all ages. You know, you could say, oh, comic books are for, you know, nerdy 12-year-olds. It's like, yeah, but some of them can be damn brutal. And that goes, yeah, that, that goes back to the whole graphic, no- graphic novel right. feeling uh, nature of this. Um, so uh, let me ask you a question overall about the Snyder Cut. If they were to continue the, Sny- the Snyderverse, oh, yeah. do you think that would make this a better movie? Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Because I feel like one of the things that plague it, as far as if if you're analyzing it as a movie as a whole, mm-hmm. is a lot of the set. Like prime example, if there wasn't going to be anything else, Martian Manhunter doesn't need to be in this movie. Exactly. He, I can understand him being yeah, in Joker, this to set up. Yeah, yeah, to set up the next one, the next Justice yeah. League two. But yeah, Martian yeah. Manhunter doesn't need to be here. Joker doesn't need to be here. Uh, Deathstroke and Lex Luthor obviously don't need to be here. Yeah, there's so well, they many. were there in the original, weren't they? They were. Yes, that little scene on the boat was verbatim. So apparently that wasn't what Joss Joss decided to uh, you know fuck up or whatever. Which, but from what I understood, ending, was still cool. The entire ending where Barry turns back time that wasn't in the Justice League, and I'm like, fucking why, dude? <laughs> Why in God's name would you cut that out? That does not make yeah. any freaking sense at all. No, it doesn't because that's like that's giving us our what that does is two things. It shows us the actual power that Barry has instead of being able just to manipulate time, but it also sets up specifically probably what would be the Flash movie, which is fucking Flashpoint. Yep, 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 yep. Basically showing, hey, Barry can do this, and it's one of those, hey, I could do it again, and then he fucks it up. So. Um, I, I, I can agree with that. I, I feel like that is a big plague of the movie is that fact of it has a lot of stuff that doesn't m- make sense in the context of what it was supposed to be. Right. right. But not any, but not anymore. And I do feel like we are going to get a continuation. Um, I feel like, mm. I feel like the out. Well, so I don't think we really know what's going on with DC. Did you see that thing about Robert Pattinson's Batman? Yeah. What about it? So they have now confirmed that he is Earth 2 Batman. Interesting. Okay. 
So I hmm. saw that and immediately was like, okay, that's cool. Because that answers the question of why are you giving us a different Batman movie? Right. So they're obviously got the, the, we, the gears turning as far as some of the ideas that they have. And obviously we have Suicide Squad coming out with James Gunn coming out later this year, which still looks phenomenal. Right. Can't wait for that. I feel like the outcry is going to be, I feel like it could be enough because the, Maybe, he yeah. set up, he set up some really cool points and I, and I really like the rhythm of where it was going. What I said before, Batman versus Superman, even the ultimate edition felt like a rush project. It, it did. There was a lot of shit that didn't really make sense. Um, some choices that I probably wouldn't have made, but this feels like, Oh, this is the universe that I built. Let me continue upon that and, right. and show what I want to do. Mm. Cause you can like, a lot of that stuff with even Lex Luthor and even Deathstroke, I think that is a cool ending because it gives us like, oh, like working up to something. The fact that we were going to get a fucking Batman movie with Deathstroke and Batman fighting is like, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. And so I, I think that this uniquely is its own thing and it will stay that way. But if there's enough power behind it and people that want it, I think mm. we could get something because we've never got anything like this before. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. I mean, especially um, something four hours long or whatever, even the extended yeah. version of return of the King only went up to like a three and a half hour or three. Yeah. It was three. It was three. It was either three and a half or close to four. I think return it of was the King close was. to four, but yeah. Anyways. Um, I mean, it, it's so hard to distinguish because once again having seen both it is super hard it's hard to distinguish um all i can say in closing in closing all i can say is that it is objectively a better movie but i don't think it's i don't think it's a a masterpiece in the more traditional sense of the word it is a masterpiece in the what sorry masterpiece in terms of how it came about like that right. that this exists it's a masterpiece in the fact of it is like a you know, magnus opus ma- magnum magnum opus? opus magnum opus okay it is a magnum opus of Zack snyder and his mm-hmm. style and his storytelling and everything like that it is his magnum opus and it is epic and it is somewhat of a masterpiece if you're only paying attention to you know dc and not just you know i won't even bring marvel into this i'll just say just any other kind of property out there you know what i mean like i don't think it's a masterpiece that holds up to the greatest of the greats but it's a masterpiece in, in the its own sense right. of dc and yeah and yeah. and, and <laughs> they, they they're able to do that in in a unique way too the last the last real criticism i i had because <laughs> I just thought about it, comparing Thanos with Thanos and Darkseid—they're the same character oh, and for yeah. all intents and purposes. Darkseid and Thanos are the same character. What did I say? You said th- Thanos, Thanos said, and Darkseid. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said what's his face? Steppenwolf? No, Steppen- I said Thanos and Darkseid. No, okay, no. you are right. Okay, sorry. Go yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, they're 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 the same character in terms of creation, but um, how it just kind of goes to show how good of a job Marvel has done setting him up that yeah. the idea that a purple man from space collecting space rocks that ha- were created by the universe and can snap pe- people 
out of existence makes total sense and we can rationalize and oh my god like that makes sense but another guy that looks kind of similar who wants to come to earth for something called the anti-life equation that is a right. an equation that's burned onto the surface of the earth it's like come come again right. what's that okay like they're talking about that. i'm like <laughs> Like this is kind of dumb. <laughs> this is kind of stupid, but it's like I, I in the vacuum of DC. Yes, I yeah. agree with you. Is it the best DCEU movie we've gotten? I don't think so whatsoever. Really? I mean, I can make an argument for it. Yeah. But I really, I re. Okay. No. Okay. I really fucking loved Birds of Prey. I think Birds of Prey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna compare it because it's two different types of Birds movies. of Prey. One is obviously, is the Suicide Squad. Of DCEU. No, fuck that. No, <laughs> Birds of Prey is a good movie. What are you talking it's about? A, it's a ridiculously mediocre movie. Suicide Squad is, is a, a ridiculously mediocre movie. It is movie. a slightly enjoyable no, no, movie than Suicide Squad. Apparently, that's just our. That's how we get back into it. All right. I have crippling PTSD. Oh, goodness. I was thinking, could call like the Falcon Winter Soldier crippling oh. PTSD. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's the last segment of the day. We'd like to do something a little funner. So let's do some nerdy. Would you rather? Let's start it off with something a little bit more um, theme appropriate. Okay. You ready for this? Would you rather? Be fingered by Thanos or eaten out by Darkseid. I'm mainly referencing the fact that his chin is like fucking redonk. <laughs> he just has this giant like square ass jaw. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't I do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't work if yes. you don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So what was Thanos doing? What was the other He's option? fingering you, obviously. Come on. He's fingering you, obviously. <laughs> I feel okay. Here's the thing. I feel like at the end of the day, <laughs> Thanos cares. <laughs> what? How? He does. Like all of his motivations um are like at least how they're portrayed in the MCU are from a philosophical <laughs> betterment of like basically his methods are fucked up, but the moral of what he's getting at is for is for betterment of of everything. Okay. Um, whereas Darkseid is this being who literally just wants to conquer everything and enslave everything. Instead okay. of Thanos being like, hey, we're overpopulating. We need to help regulate. And also he just has more of a not a caring demeanor, but it's like I, I don't I feel I don't know. I just I feel I feel safer with Thanos. <laughs> Goodness, I mean, either way, you have a tyrant that wants to take over the whole universe, they, or uh, put something in, in a his, hole, or you know, yeah, and and make it to his. I mean, because if you think about Thanos, he's like, well, the the snap didn't work, so now I'm just gonna kill everybody and make or it anew. Everybody. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, either way, you're going. I just don't get your. <laughs> See, instead Thought of snapping ha- instead of snapping away half the universe, he just fingers half the universe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I feel like if like the movie interpretations of what we got of Dark Side and what we got of Thanos, Thanos 
is more humanized. So it's kind of one of those. I, I get like, it, but also he at the end of Endgame, he what's was your like, answer? "Fuck everything." I'm just going to kill everybody and make a new universe. So your logic makes no sense well, if you're saying that Thanos. he gives a shit. I'm talking about Thanos from Infinity. <laughs> I don't care. There's only one Thanos. It's, there no, can be only one. No, it's a different Thanos because <laughs> oh I mean, it's a different. It's an older one. But what's your answer? Um, it, it's hard to it's hard to say. I feel like with a jaw like that, you could probably go for days. <laughs> um, versus. Uh, fingers like that could also you know those big old sausages <laughs> oh, this anyone is so in the gross. chat if you got a different would you rather <laughs> let's please go with a different would you rather so josh from our youtube has one so would you like to be super clean and never have to shower or super awake and never have to sleep oh super clean super, super clean, clean. Super i like clean sleeping super cleany I don't want to. There's there's a reason why we sleep. We're supposed to sleep for eight hours a day. Mm-hmm. Long term, you don't have to sleep. I feel like that would drive you insane because everyone needs a minute of rest. Like, well, right. But what he's saying is that you don't ever have to sleep again. So you're so awake that you don't have to sleep. But I don't like that. That's what I'm saying. It's like I like knowing. Okay, at the end of the day, I'm gonna have a reset. I'm going into the next day. Okay. I don't. I don't like the idea of staying. It's kind of like the idea of being immortal. Like everything around you. Like you're you're alone in a sense. Like no one okay. else is awake when you're awake at all times. <laughs> I mean, that's not entirely true. There's graveyards. You know what ships. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> the um, indus- the, the, the service industry matters, okay? There's plenty of people up at midnight. <laughs> I would be I would be yeah, just clean hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Um Yeah, I guess there's no downside to to the super clean you know what i mean like super clean and you never have to shower again or super awake and you never have to sleep again it's like there's no downside to being super clean but there is a downside to being super awake because like you point out you know uh, 24 hours a day trying to figure out what i'm gonna do for 24 hours a day every single day it can definitely be torture like just like josh says in the uh youtube chat um it could be torture because 24 hours a day whereas now at most we have anywhere from 12 to 16 hours that we got to figure out what the fuck to do with our life you know it's a little bit more manageable we literally cut that number in half you know what i mean so 12 hours every day and whatnot just makes a lot more sense so sorry did i did i do something I was saying keep talking. Oh, okay. So, and then the, the, yeah. And then there's also, but then if you look at it another way, but sometimes it's just, you know, see, I feel like, okay. I feel like whenever I need, <laughs> see, I feel like whenever you ask me to do this, I can actually formulate and actually talk. I know to the people that was that, on purpose. Thank you very much. Yes, I can formulate a sentence. You were like, you're like, oh, I did one time my back Okay, all right. So that was my would you rather. We got one from Good the chat. God. So now we need one from you. Mm. Let's go back to Falcon and Winter Soldier. Okay. Let's do okay. this. Mm. 
Um, or it could be video game. What video game have you? Been, we didn't even get to do what. What have you been playing? Because we we had so much nerdy stuff. But like, is there a game you can play? Or you were playing? You got a would you rather from that? Yeah, I mean, it would be Walking Dead related because I've just really been playing the VR a lot. Um, that song is stuck in my head. Here's a really deep one. This actually, I thought of this last night. So sorry, you said zombies and it made me think of it. So here's a really hard one. Would you rather... Uh, how do I put this without sounding like a fucking madman? Okay, so basically the premise is... You're going, there's a chance that you're going to die. So (laughs) would you, would you kill your own kid because they're going to cry and they're going to, you know, give your spot away to passing zombies or something? Would you kill your own kid if it meant surviving because you could have kids later or would you chance it? And I, I guess. So I guess, hold on. No, okay, you, no, you, that's not. That's not. I think. I think. Well, not, I think. Hold I know on. Hold on. Hold on. That's not the right one. That's not the right one. What I was gonna say is that would you give your life up for your kid, or would you kill them to get away? Now here's the premise. The premise basically is obviously if I kill the kid and I'm able to get away or something, then I can have another kid. Whereas if I die, there's almost a really good chance my kid's going to die anyways. And not only are they going to die, they're going to die alone and scared. And where's my mommy kind of thing. So would you rather kill your kids so that they don't have to suffer through that or let yourself be eaten or something like that? That was the premise. I got, I got confused on the way to put it. So I ended up going down a different route anyway. So yeah, that's the premise. So are you saying would you would you rather have your child live with you through a zombie apocalypse or kill them to save them and eventually have kids later once everything is calmed down? No, 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 no. I'm saying you're in some type of a situation, whether it be a zombie right outside the door or something. You're in some type of a situation that you have to choose between your kid or you. Ooh. So okay. it has to be one or the other because – you either escape or you let yourself get killed and they escape. But like I said, if they escape, they are, they don't know how to get their own food. They don't know how to, but they're still alive. They could find out how to get their own food. They could sneak around and not get discovered by zombies, but then they could also die a extremely painful death without their mommy anywhere nearby or their daddy any near so that's kind of the premise i i was randomly thinking about that and i'm like oh god which i do which i do i do see honestly i feel like i'm still leaning more and and i'm going to ask you a question because you're you're an actual parent um i would lean more towards having myself be eaten yeah because let's say you put yourself in that situation mm-hmm. would you be able to wrestle with the fact that you, to, to have that thought potentially of you could have done something. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, luckily both of my kids are small enough where I could just like throw them on my back and then run like hell or whatever. Um, but like if it was a mo, if it, if it was some kind of weird moment where I literally had to choose between them and me, I, I'd almost go right down the middle and just have us both die. 
because yeah, just imagining together. imagining like Zoyan, she's five. She could, to a certain extent, try to figure out how she's going to get food. Mm-hmm. But like if if I died and the whole world was all fucked up, I don't think she could think to herself, okay, I'm going to go down to Walmart, I'm going to get myself some food, and I'm going to nourish myself. Not only that, but how do I get to Walmart? How many zombies are in between here and Walmart? You know, so many things. So, like, me, I'd almost I'd almost have to just go right down the middle and, like, kill us both. Because if I was stuck in a situation, there was absolutely no escape. Oh, well, oh I mean, yeah, 100%. If there's no escape, like, if it's, well, I've got I, two bullets. It's, it's weird. It's it's a weird <laughs> premise, but basically it's either you or your kid. It's like, I think I would just kill us both because it's just, oh, like, 100%, I don't yeah. know if I could. But at the same time, that's what makes it so hard. It's like, she could figure it out. She could, you know, end up surviving and therefore she grows up and gets married and in a weird post-apocalyptic she could do that if it meant me sacrificing myself but at the same time maybe she couldn't maybe she would make it literally two feet and then die but now she has to die without me or without you know ashley or something it's like it's such a hard one that I I would have to go down the middle because it's just like I can't imagine either way, you know, because I definitely yeah. couldn't imagine like snuffing out her life, like not in a million fucking years. Yeah. You know, it would be one of those situations where like maybe I could start and then I'm like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I can't do this. Yeah. Fuck it. We're both going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I went down a dark place there. You said zombies. It's all your fault. <laughs> yeah. Um. Lycan Gamer in the chat says, on the Twitch chat, says, buy Outriders or replace my missing Overwatch game. You decide. Outriders. Outriders, for sure. Um, well, let's put it, let, let's, <laughs> let's, let, let's put it this way. Um, uh, Outriders is new. New is always better. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how um, I mean, like, I, I think it also depends. If you are a big, you know, um, team shooter kind of guy yeah i guess but even then it's whatever you're in the mood for but even then like if you like shooters if you like looter shooters like a destiny like a uh a division or whatever outriders is definitely going to scratch that itch it's going to scratch it raw or if you're wanting more team there's going to be skin missing you're going to go so deep that there will be pus okay um it's going to scratch that itch it depends. It depends on what mood you're in. Because if yeah. you're in the mood for a multiplayer, like kind of wave-based <laughs> competitive thing, like go for Overwatch. But if you're in the mood for something, because with tell you Outriders, I'll, I'll tell you what. Just play Paladins. It's a free version of Overwatch. Well, with Outriders, <laughs> it is definitely a single-player game in a co-op setting. It's not a live service as far as as Destiny as far. Mm, I don't know because I feel like there's definitely a lot of it's a it's a co it's a it's instead of an MMO, yeah. it's a co-op RPG. Well, yeah, you said it was a single player in a co-op world. So I was just disagreeing yeah. with that because I do believe that the way the the powers can like interact with each other or whatever are like really cool. And well, it's not it's not multi like multiplayer is a core aspect, but not multiplayer in the sense of Overwatch. Oh, like, in, gotcha. In yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's, that's what, what you meant. Okay. 
Yeah, because I mean, I, I, I freaking love it. I I got this new piece of equipment that, you know, my big one that like I stop mm. all the bullets in front of me. So now I stop or I ricochet bullets back to them, but I can receive 50% damage, but I can be attacking the whole time. Mm. So I can keep moving and I can keep attacking versus when I when I do it normally, I have my hands out in front of me. And then they just keep shooting, keep shooting, keep shooting until the timer runs out, and then I shoot it back at them. So I'm complete. I'm not a mobile, but I'm just sitting here like this. Whereas yeah. this one, it puts the thing in front of me, and then I can be like shooting them as their bullets are ricocheting off me. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And mind you, this is just a blue equipment. This isn't even purple or gold equipment or orange or whatever. So it's like. How much more intricate are the mods going to get? How much more mm. intricate are the, the weapons going to get? Because this is just a blue motherfucker, and it's completely changing the way a skill works. 100% yeah. completely changing it. That is so mind-blowing that I can just I can do something like that. Now, some of them are super simple, like, hey, you can use this two times now. You have two stock. Yeah. Of this one thing. Super simple, right? But then there's other that literally change the way that skill works. I, I fucking love it. All right. In the chat, we got outsi- outsiders, which I think you meant writers, okay? Strikes my fancy with the build you can make and items giving you buffs where an overwatch is just master techniques and outdo enemies, not really leveling up your characters. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The... The amount of customization in Outriders as well is freaking phenomenal because I love crafting and mods and mid-maxing is is like on adrenaline in this game. Mm-hmm. Anything that has a mod, I can scrap that and I can scrap that and now that mod that was on that gun is in my library. And so now by using, you know, whatever currency or whatever, I can put that mod onto whatever gun I want or whatever. And so now it's no longer about, it's no longer about like, what's, what's that RPG from destiny? It was like the Holy grail or something like that. I can't remember. Magna Carta, Holy grail. Something weird, something kind of holy, well, let's let's call it the holy RPG, just because I don't know what it's called. There's this holy RPG in in Destiny. Everybody wanted that holy RPG. The only way to get that holy RPG is to play a strike or play a raid over and over and over again, and you had like a one percent chance of rolling that holy RPG. Mm-hmm. Now you could get that holy RPG. But then maybe the buffs that are attached to it, you don't like the buffs. So then you keep playing and playing and playing until you get that holy RPG that has the right rolls on it. It has the right buffs or debuffs that you that you want. Whereas this one, you could get anything. And if you happen to have the mod that you really like, you just put it onto that gun itself. And now you, you have a way better way of like customizing your experience. So... Yeah. The Black Sniper? I don't know. I, I, I haven't played enough of... Uh, I just remember there's this big old... Oh, Gallahorn, maybe. Gallahorn, I bet that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I bet it's Gallahorn. Yeah. 
I just remember that being like the big shit. And well, you kept saying RPG, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what? <laughs> Wait, hold on. What RPG? Destiny is an RPG, and then I realized you meant <laughs> <laughs> Propel Grenade. Like, oh, okay. Ah, uh, okay. yeah, you silly man. Yeah. Um. So what was I saying? Oh, but yeah, yeah. So that's 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 what I like about Outriders is the fact that the equipment is really cool. Okay, let's talk about Outriders really quick. Okay, this will this will end it for us. I love Outriders so far. I'm having a really good time. I have never, literally, never given less of a shit about a story than I have in this game. I could not care less. I don't give a rat's ass who this person is, what their plight is. I don't give a shit about the lure. I don't give a shit about the uh, the world. But I'm having so much fun that that's what's pulling me through the game. Even Destiny, as ambiguous as its story was, as filled in the grimoires as it was, I still really enjoyed the lore of... uh, Yeah. Or the allure of Destiny and everything and its universe. And that pulled me through the game just as much as the gameplay. Whereas this is literally just the gameplay. I do not care. Every time a cutscene comes up, especially a cutscene that just shows me jumping across a ravine or opening a fucking door just to go to a fucking loading screen, I don't need a cutscene for that. <laughs> it doesn't make yeah, sense. It kind of makes me think <sighs> about like a trademark of people can fly games. And I don't know if that's exactly mm. fair, but like I can, you can think Bulletstorm's kind of the same way. Bulletstorm is a fun game. Bulletstorm is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Story is ass story is it i think it plays better than gears of war like it's a first person gears of war yeah mm-hmm. and they just had to come up with a story and it's not very good right and i think that might because the gameplay but, and the gameplay loop is right and i'd even argue that it's over the top nature and it's bravado is actually part of its charm whereas now we kind of have a little bit of over the top we kind of have like super edge lord type of commentary and it's not working for it at all mm. whereas i i feel like that was part of its charm in bullet storm that was part of its charm in gears of war and maybe it's just like it's been too many years and it's now we're just me. sick of it. <laughs> it that could be part of it but it's just like anything that's going on while there's a cutscene. like i've i've generally tried every once in a while like okay there's this one it's so fucking stupid there's this one you go through this um it's a side mission. You go through uh, this big kind of battle arena. There's this little bridge. You defeat. Uh, there's a captain there, so he has a bunch of like cool powers and stuff that you have to defeat him. And then you go over here and you trigger a cutscene. The first time I went through, I was so like done with cutscene that I didn't want to watch it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it this time. So I watch it. I climb up this ravine. I see this big thing that just kind of walks across the screen. I go and help this one guy, which is actually an enemy, but he was hiding with one of my guys. And it's like, oh, okay, we were hiding together because we didn't want to die. I'm a, I'm a good guy. Please don't. So I helped the guy that I was there to help. And the guy that I was here, there to help kills the other guy and then throws a grenade and kills all the other people. And he's like, what? Did you expect me to boom, sniper head, sniper headshot? That was the fucking cutscene. I literally went up there for nothing. And yeah, that is aggravating to the point where it's like, well, 
I should have just fucking skipped it. That meant nothing. And the guy, the the main character that you play as, even says, why do I even try? I'm like, yeah, why do I even try with these fucking cutscenes? It's so fucking pointless. And there's, uh, there's so many other examples where, like, another one is we went, it was the first side mission me and you did together where we went through this whole, like, kind of, um, kind of market area and we saved this one girl. Well, she ended up shooting the guy herself and then escaping. So why were we there? What? <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just, and th- so then the cutscene ends and then we're done. And it gives us a little marker so we can tra- tra- uh, fast travel back to the main area. And it's like, okay. Like some of the, some of the like side quests in particular, they just kind of end with a stupid ass cutscene, And it's just like, that's what this was all building up to. It's like, I go through this big like battle arena and I'm like, trying to find interesting ways to flank them or make sure I don't get flanked. I use my powers. I feel like a badass. This stupid fucking scene comes and then it's just done. Some of the side quests have bosses. And so there's at least a little bit of a, you know, crescendo and then peak to the climax, but then some of them don't. So you, all you have is that dipshit <laughs> cutscene, And it's just like, was there no quality control? Was there just nobody wa- watching these cutscenes and thinking, you know, this seems a bit ham-fisted. This seems a bit, you know, in your face or whatever. Is that really what we want to go for? <laughs> like, I don't know. I hate it. I, I, I have genuinely never cared less about a story. I mean, usually in order for me to enjoy a game, I have to care about what's going on, even if it's tangentially. But in this one, don't care. Just let me go pew pew. <laughs> let me go pew pew. pew. Let me go pew, 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 pew. throw out turrets or do pyro stuff or big big earthquake stuff. Just let me do shit. I I, I don't care. I don't I don't fucking care. So let you do shit. We will yeah. let you do shit. Right. So it's like if if we were rating it, story is a one, gameplay is a twenty out of ten. <laughs> like mm. I fucking love it. So anyways, so that's it. That's the Nick and Nate show. Come back next Friday for more Nick and Nate show shows. And as show always, <laughs> and as always, subscribe to YouTube. We got videos coming out every week. We got some previews, reviews, us talking about random stuff. You know, all that kind of good stuff. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I was Nick. And, and I was. Sorry. I was Nate. Okay, good. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and you guys have a wonderful, fantastic day.